It's the guy the shit, Nick fucking Gage. I want to give a shout out to my murder that killed gang members around the world. I want to give a shout out to all my boys locked up in a cell, Eastern Bloc. And I want to give a shout out to my hate club, RIP Nay Hatred and RIP my brother Justice Payne. And you're listening to the podcast called A Man and His Podcast. You better go listen to that shit or I'll put my ski mask on and hunt you down and force you to listen to that podcast. So go listen to it. A Man and His Podcast. MDK all motherfucking day. Free my boy too sick. What's up, you guys? It's another episode of A Man and His Podcast. Today, I have the man from the spaces. Go ahead, introduce yourself. Um, Ivan Firejay. Yeah? And yeah, that's all I... That's <laughs> all I <laughs> yeah. uh, no, it's funny. Like People... Uh, my dad, he's asking me who I'm having on the podcast, and I'm just like, uh, a, a friend from Twitter? He's like, oh, well, what's he do? And I was like, music videos <laughs> like yeah pretty yeah, much yeah music videos and just host spaces on twitter which is horrible to explain to somebody who does not even know what twitter is <laughs> it really is like it's such a foreign concept like no my like, best... it's pretty simple at the end of the day <laughs> no i my best way to explain it is it's just live podcasting is the best way to describe it because it doesn't save and it doesn't like it's only audio for now right and we'll get to video eventually hopefully not i don't think anybody (laughs) on this app on that app is wholesome enough to include video on that that'll get messy quick yeah maybe not yeah (laughs) uh but how you been man 
I've been good. I got back from uh, the GCW um, Dallas weekend just yesterday. Ooh. So I am exhausted. I went from Lubbock to Dallas, which is five hours, Dallas to Houston, Houston to Dallas, Dallas to Lubbock. So, oh my, I'm, I'm a little messed up right now. <laughs> oh my. It seems like everybody, like, I guess now that we're finally back, not back to normal, but back to shows running, it seems like everybody's at shows on weekends now. And I yeah. love, I love seeing that because I was at a show Friday night. Um, my friend Mask was at a show Friday night. You were at a show. F- were you at both shows? Yeah, I was at the Friday and Saturday. Okay, yeah. So like, it's just everybody's at shows, and it's nuts. It really is, and it's been over a year since I've been at a show. So like, whenever I what's it called? First, well, I got to the venue like about two or three hours early to record and all of that, and then once I started waiting outside. And I like walked inside and I seen the ring and all that. I start, I felt like a little kid. I was like, oh, this yeah. is, it's a whole different feeling. I, I love people that never lose that. Like I haven't lost it either where I like, I'll come around the corner and I'll see the ring and I just like, okay, happy place, you know? Oh yeah. And it's just, it was uh one moment that stuck out to me at Anarchy Friday night is over the pandemic, like Connors, like I think everybody knows that Connors is by far and away my favorite wrestler besides Jody. Yeah. Well, him and Jody are tied, I should say. But when Connors came out to face Davy Richards, like, and everybody's like going nuts for Davy, and I was just sitting there and I, I haven't seen the video yet. It's premiering Thursday, but I'm almost positive you can just see me because I'm standing at ringside just like in awe of seeing Connors again. And I was just so excited to see him. If He's I, got that intangible quality, you know. Well, like, I you probably didn't get to see the show because it, you were at a show, but no, I haven't seen it. It was it was a banger match, and I think this match is really gonna be that match for Connors. Like he held his own against Davy Richards, but like I said, everybody no small was small feet, yeah. Everybody was going nuts for Davy, and I was just booing the shit out of Davy and going nuts <laughs> for Connor. <laughs> like, Connor's Connor. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, like, that's people, always the best. Everyone was going, fuck him up, Davy. And I was like, don't, no. <laughs> no, no, that's that's my guy. You can't, you can't do that. But it, it was just crazy. Like, the whole atmosphere for that match alone. And then I just found out Connor's was like, he he's saying he was injured during that match and like, I'm hoping he didn't like get injured more and I'm hoping it was just a slight injury, just like a hiccup because I would hate to see him be put on the shelf, especially at this, like his rise right now is nuts. Yeah. We're hitting a bit of an injury bug right now because you know, shows are all coming back. Oh yeah, definitely. Billy got injured Friday. I think she hurt her foot. She said her mouth said she hurt her foot, which sucks. Um, Connors has that injury that's happening. And then, like, Joey Janela just got back from injury, didn't he? Yeah, he did. That's He made his return uh, against Dante Leon, which was a hell of a match. Yeah, I haven't seen the GCW yet, but I've seen highlights. It's Wrestling is back, and it's – I'm pumped. I'm just dreading watching Raw tonight. I'm probably not going to watch it. Now that, like, everywhere's with crowds again, like, I don't even know if I can watch a Thunderdome show ever again. Thankfully, we only got, like, one more left. Tonight's the – One to two more. Yeah. Tonight's the final Thunderdome show. Thank God. Yeah. (laughs) 
uh, me and my little brother were talking. I was saying, thank God that they're not doing the empty performance center because that was a that dark, was depressing. That was a dark, dark time. Like when everywhere was doing that for a while. Like AEW was doing it in the arena, uh, WWE, NXT, and then like Impact and Ring of Honor still do, and UK still does, and it's just it's, so. It's sad to compare it to live shows now. Oh, definitely. Because I remember I was watching that uh, the first couple episodes of Dynamite with a crowd, and then I like watched SmackDown, and I was like, "This just, like, it's just it." Because fans are what make a wrestling show maker. One's like, yeah, it's kind of sad. No, because wrestling shows make or break a, uh, or yeah, wrestling fans make or break a show really. Like, because remember when um, Champa Gargano and I forgot who else all debuted on Raw. And the crowd was just dead silent for it all. And I'm just like, those guys all deserved massive pops. Like, mm. massive, massive pops. I mean, Gargano is like my favorite wrestler. So, I mean, that was that was a sad day for me. Yeah, because wasn't it him and Champa they returned or they debuted as DIY and then Champa like re injured his neck? Yeah, well, apparently, like he had been wrestling on like a messed up neck for a while, but he just didn't know it. Yeah, that's sad. That sucks. And I'm afraid, not afraid. I mean, I'm just, I'd like to see them on the main roster, but I'm I'm starting to think that him and Gargano are going to be those the NXT vets, like the ones that stay down there yeah. for a I hope cold. they never touch the main roster. But no. No. Hope they make main roster money, but just get to stay in NXT. <laughs> no, no, exactly. Exactly. Uh speaking of main roster money and all that, that whole situation was Malachi Black, where they forgot to change his uh, his contract, the no complete clause, no complete clause. That has to be the biggest, like it's pretty bad. A big, big mistake. And then, <laughs> yeah, what a debut! I needed that, man. I've been, oof, I've had some bad stuff happen to me recently. But like, and I've been a bit of a bit of a funk. But that Malachi debut, just I was marking the hell out. I was smiling ear to ear. I needed well, that, man. Me, so I don't have cable in my room, so I sit in my parents' room and watch it, and they sit in the living room and watch TV, and me and my little brother were sitting at the end of my parents' bed, and then the lights went out, and I was like, I told him, I was like, they went out earlier, there's somebody coming after Cody and Orn, this isn't a, this isn't just a coincidence, and then when the lights came on and it was him, I like, I haven't like popped, like, watching at home in so long but i like jumped up i was like oh my god oh my god oh my yes. god like, same, i was, same, I was exactly going what I did. nuts i'm excited to see him because he is money he's money chef's kiss he's incredible and i don't know any of his stuff besides wwe stuff but like everyone's always telling me oh check out his uh pwg and then another company out in the uk i forgot which one maybe progress he does good stuff with progress. Um, I would recommend his run in WXW. Um, okay. He has a lot of good stuff there when he's a, he did a lot of tag team stuff in a team with a called the Sumerian death squad. <laughs> and they were badass. Also his tag run in PWG with hero was amazing. Oh yeah. They were heroes don't die or something. Wasn't it? I believe so. Yeah. Cause I, cause I have high spots and I'll watch uh, some old PWG here and there and he's he's amazing like that guy poof and again yeah his run in progress when he was kind of chasing the uh the progress title for months at a time 
going after um, Marty Skrull, who, you know, we don't talk about anymore. But um, that was a great feud as well. He's not part of uh, Ring of Honor anymore, is he? Uh, no, it seems like no company wants to touch him right now, which I don't really know. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I've I heard think... rumors that XBW is trying to bring him in this like XBW relaunch, but I don't even know if that's happening. So like they what's it called? They're kind of sketching me out with their are. tweets. Like they said they put out something like fuck cancel culture. And I'm like, God damn. They, we're... they put out a video that was like, you can't cancel someone that's already been canceled. And then in the background was Marty's um ring of honor theme playing and that was the teaser and i was like you guys this is not smart (laughs) like to put it to put it bluntly i'm trying to not say anything crazy but no 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 not at all like and they probably have the mindset of oh any publicity is good publicity no (laughs) this is not good publicity guys no it's not because i've heard that they're trying i've heard rumblings that they want to have like all these problematic fucks have been canceled with speaking out or the the like the past year was the whole like anti-mask anti-vax and all of that and i'm just like just keep all those guys away from wrestling you can build a company out of those guys because i mean quite a lot of those people who did get canceled are good in-ring talent but at the end of the day it's better to like establish trust with fans yeah have people that aren't problematic but at the same time there are some of those people that like I mean, it is indie wrestling. There are a lot of carnies out there who don't care. And, you know, there's people like Marty who they're appealing to those kind of promoters. Yeah. Another person I'm afraid is going to end up showing back up in PWG is uh, David. I'm I'm terrified that he's going to show back up because he... Oh, shit. Sorry. I don't know what that was. <laughs> he... <laughs> he's what's it called? He was a mainstay there and yeah, like... Was. is. Isn't Mystery Vortex, isn't the whole uh, concept of their show is they don't announce the roster for it? They don't announce a single match, so it's just, it's like a seven to eight match card, and you just, you have no idea who's going to be there. I Because I'm new to, I'm new to, like, a lot of independents besides my local independents. Right. So, like, and that's one thing I like about Twitter is you, um, you, Mask, uh, even Scory when he was on, you guys were always posting about uh joshy and all of that and like showing like that side of wrestling that i didn't know that's one thing i like about social media you open your eyes a lot more 100 i mean i would know 75 percent of the wrestling i know if it wasn't for social media like it's introduced me to so many people and i have such a good network that like i feel like i i catch people before they get big because I think I follow the right people who are like, check out this person, you know? Oh yeah. Like, I can't think of it like an example, like, well, maybe like Billy Starks. I was watching her maybe like a year and a half ago, two years ago. Mm-hmm. And now like, it's so rewarding to be able to see those people and then see like people get on board with them. Yeah. yeah. Like Everett probably doesn't want me talking about this, but I remember him in a Chikara young lions cup match, like, a long time ago and it's it's a great feeling to see people like get on board with these talent that you know are great (laughs) at the same time i don't know if he wants people going back and watching that (laughs) because he looks a lot different oh definitely so my uh 
like one of my first independent shows is whenever he came out with the Justin Bieber cutout. And he I came was trying out not to say it. I was <laughs> trying not to say it. <sighs> but he would do all of that and just like it's crazy. It worked. It, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy though, because like him, especially, like he's a big example for me when it comes to like I've been following him since day one. Like I had him on my yeah. podcast when he was like retired, when he was telling me. Jeez. Like he told me literally a year ago, like a year ago in the next couple of weeks, he'll be, he was telling me on here. He was like, I don't know if I'm ever traveling for wrestling again. I think I'm just going to stick with locals and all of that. And then just here we are a year later. And he is 110%, in my opinion, one of the most like underrated and underappreciated people in independent wrestling right now. I still have to go back and watch his match with uh, Charles Mason. I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard it was really good. I was on vacation for that, and I was, uh, thankfully, the family, they all went to the pool or whatever, and I was like, I'm just going to hang tight at the camper and just relax, and I tried pulling it up, but it kept on buffering, but yeah, I, I seen I seen some bits and pieces, and I've seen gifts, and it looked, like, and that's another thing about Connors, and you had Mason to that, Charles Mason also, like, they can, uh, they really promoted that match to make it, made me think it was going to be the main event with how much promoting they did for that yeah. alone, so... Charles is one of my favorite people in wrestling. Um, One of my favorite clients that I do videos for. He's just, I don't know. He, I think we just bring the same energy when it comes to creativity. And Mm -hmm. I think we just vibe off of each other. Yeah. But my God, like, I love working with that guy. No, definitely. Uh, his uh the video package i think it i forgot what event it was after but the video package that really started the whole connor's and him feud where he was like stalking him and billy at yeah the, isaac did that from uh, vxs oh, oh that's who did that video yeah oh dude i love isaac i didn't know he's the one that made that video though that video went stupid hard i uh, love that can't say enough good things about isaac love that guy I think I've mentioned it on Twitter before, but the whole like uh, video editing, the video making community on Twitter that I'm following, at least all of you are fucking goaded, dude. You, Isaac, Story, uh, Abdullah, you guys. Don't compare me to Abdullah because that guy's leaps and bounds better than I am. (laughs) (laughs) But I was just telling uh, Blake, Blake Helton on here. I like that guy. Oh, I love him. Love him. I was just telling him that like his song, but with you making a music video for his song, that was probably my favorite like creation, I guess you could say, or like content I've seen on Twitter in a long time. Yeah, that was, it was like in the middle of the night, I heard, I like heard a, like a brief snippet of that song and I immediately just messaged Blake and I like never even talked to the guy. And I was like, dude, let me do a video for this. Like, I love this song. Just let me, let me go crazy. And he was all about it. And we had to sit on that video for a couple, like maybe like two or three weeks. And I was just like waiting. Cause we, he wanted to wait until it dropped on Spotify. We ended yeah. up, we ended up putting it up a little earlier, but um, oh, I remember just, I think I got that video done in like a day and I sent it to Blake and we were both just like geeking out over it. We were like, Oh, I can't wait for people to see this. And I want to work with that guy a lot in the future. I think he's definitely, you know, I don't know. A lot of like wrestling and rap collabs aren't very good, but like yeah. he's a rare example of someone who I think gets it. 
no, like him definitely. and the wrestle and flow guy are both guys who I'm like, okay, yeah, like I see it. Uh, Josiah, so yes. he just got released too because he was signed. I don't worry about him though. Like I think he'll land in a good place. Well, he was in uh, Malachi's uh, yeah he was. video. He was the doctor. So. Yeah, he, he was pretty good. Your name isn't. <laughs> yeah, your it's name. Tom. It's Tom. <laughs> that I was, was a. I was happy to see him. No, literally, but no, Blake. So, little fun fact about the Jody song. He said that he wrote the Jody song in like a matter of minutes. He said that he what's it called? He was riding home from uh, the GCW Vegas draft day, and he said like he literally just thought of it off the top of his head. And then he said he got home and he just like started, like, I guess he started, uh, he found a beat or he made a beat or whatever. I'm not sure what all the, what he does on that part, but he said he like literally was just like that. And then he said he made, yeah. And he made the Kiner song right after he said, he said he made both those in the same day. We talked about maybe doing something for that song. Uh, We haven't talked in a bit, but like maybe stay tuned. Okay. He, uh, I've done a lot of it. I've already done like, two or three videos for Connor. So I don't know if there's too much more footage to pull from, but <laughs> I mean, that song is like, I heard it a couple, like the day it got released and I was like, okay, like, I could, I could definitely work with this. He, uh, he actually like played a little snippet of it a few days before it released on the podcast. And I was like, good God, dude. And when so it, you know find- the champ is. Yeah. And then like my favorite part of the song, it's like a minute in where he starts whispering or whatever. Yeah. And I like I'll be listening to that at work, and I'll just like freeze up and listen to it, like yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I I don't like dance or anything to music, but if I'm vibing to a song, I just nod my head, and that's what I'll do. I really like his lyrics because they don't feel like cheesy. You know what I mean? No, definitely, definitely. They feel authentic, and they feel like they complement the character that the song is about. No, exactly, exactly. And that's what I've told him before. I was like, your music, like, it doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel like he's forcing anything. Yeah. But he's, like, it just all flows together. We're just putting over Blake super hard right now. Hi, Blake. Oh, dude, Blake is, Blake's that dude. He, what's it called? Like, me and him talk all the time. And he's, me and him are always bouncing ideas off of each other. Uh, Once I start getting something, like, once I start getting ideas in my head, he's actually going to be writing me an intro song, so. Oh, so that's a little that's awesome. behind the scenes of the podcast. Yeah, I just need to think of what I really want. I don't want him to just, I don't want to tell him just, hey, do what you want. Like, I kind of want to give him some sort of uh, outline or something. Yeah. So, but I don't know anything about music creation, so I don't know what to tell him. Well, but one of the things I really like about, you know, Twitter, IWC, is like, if you need almost anything, like there's someone to go to, like, I always, I try not to hire, like, I don't want to use the word professional, but I try not to hire, like, outside stuff anymore. Like, if I want a logo, I try and go, like, in-house, like, Mm -hmm. through the IWC. If I need, like, music, I mean, I'd probably hit up Blake. Yeah. Like, I love how tight-knit and also just, like, how creative it is. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, like, if you name a creative venture, like, most likely someone in the IWC probably does it. exactly and like and also with it being for like wrestling creation like me for podcasting and all that i'd rather go to somebody in iwc than like no offense to the people on fiverr but like go to one of them and just be like hey can you do like because i went to salsa boy for my new logo love love that guy 
dude, I love him. And I told him, I was just like, me and him were bouncing ideas back and forth for like literally a couple months. And then like, he was just like, I'm sorry, dude, but I'm not liking the way this logo is looking. I was like, you know what, man, you've got, he'll be honest with you. Like he he won't bullshit you. You know, he's like, I don't like this, you know, and that's something Mm -hmm. I admire about him is he's, he's brutally honest when it comes to his art, you know? Yeah. And I told him, I was like, dude, I've seen your work. I know how creative you are. I was like, I'm giving you full range on this. And then he just sent me the, just the plain black typing, the plain uh, black writing. I was like, well, I don't know how you thought of that, but that's because, because I told him basically what I told him. I said, I said, just give me something that I can brand, that I can put on branding. Something I can put on literally any piece of merchandise. And he's like, all right, I got you. Give me a couple minutes. And then he's, he sent me that. And then we had another mock-up one where it looked like the uh, Post Malone Bear Bongs and Bentleys oh, hell logo, yeah. which yeah. I thought was badass. I almost went with that one, but I like this one more because it's, it's like, an alternate, you know. No, definitely, definitely. And then I mean, he I made... have a couple of like alternate logos I don't use all the time, but you know, yeah, maybe maybe if I ever do merch, that'd be a good idea. Yeah. Merch is like so. Another little behind the scenes thing is. I just got done talking to my neighbor up the street, my dad's friend's wife. And I didn't know anything about this, but she has like a full blown like press in her uh, office. She does a uh, stitching. Awesome. Yeah. So like now I'm going to be having in-house. Dude, merch that's, that's good. Because like I've realized doing the online store thing, it can get you only so much because you can't yeah. make your own promo codes. You can't do any of that. Where if I, what's it called? Like if I'm going to a show or whatever, because I had people messaging me for shirts that sh- like whenever I was going to the show, asking me to bring them shirts. And I was like, I can't, man. Yeah. But now that I'm going to literally write up like four houses down from me and like she was just bouncing stuff off of like ba- me and her were bouncing ideas. She's like, oh, I can make you keychains, uh, koozies. And I was like, I would have never thought of that. That's awesome. I, I'm about to have you give her my contact information. <laughs> I didn't know like I said I had no clue about any of this and we've been hanging out with them for like years now just going up there and hanging out and then like my dad came home yesterday and he's like hey uh she wants to talk to you just go up to her house and just go talk to her and I was like all right and then like it felt like the most professional thing I've done me and her just like sat in her little office area and we talked for like 30 minutes just bouncing ideas no that's always like I don't know I when you're when it goes from like a hobby to like more professional, that's a crazy shift. Like the first like business meetings, I'm, I'm doing quotations. Um, like I had as Fire J Media, like I was like, this is so weird. Like why, like I just edit, like I didn't think this would ever get this big, you know? No, now, literally. It's, it's so rewarding though. Cause you know, like you're the same way. I mean, like we both built our brands from the ground up DIY. Yeah. So like, it's so rewarding to see like your brand is just completely you. Mm-hmm. you know? No. And it's even more funny because like the whole squints thing that was supposed to be like some kid was trying to pick on me and bully me in middle school. And I just like, I, I people called me it all through middle school and I was like, all right, yeah, cool. And then all through high school, everybody called me it. And then next thing you know, I made it my gamer tag. And then like, I don't even know how it happened, but like my first episode of the podcast, I just started off with, what's up, you guys, is your boy Squints. And I was like, let's okay. run with it. And let's well, run cool. with that's it. That's like, that's turning it around on people. Well, yeah. no, exactly. And it's funny because the kid who gave me that nickname, 
his last name's Shart, so I don't think he had any room to bully someone. He had he was uh, projecting, <laughs> probably. Yeah, <laughs> but Dude, no, it, it, it's funny. Like everyone always gets freaked out when they're like, "Your name isn't Ivan." I'm like, "No." You've like, told it, me. You've told me your real name is Space before, and I'm not even gonna lie. I've already forgot it. It just because oh. I know you as Ivan. Like I, mean, I just it, know you as Ivan. Ivan Fire J was like a, a character I created when I was a kid when I'd like play in the backyard, you know, yeah. and I'd play pretend. And he was like a Viking who like traveled through time. And it was like this, it was like this weird like lore I had in my head as like a you know, like an eight-year-old. Yeah. But when I got on Twitter, I didn't want anyone in my like friend circle or anyone knowing that I was on Twitter because I just wanted to talk wrestling and it just like popped into my head after years of like not thinking about it and then i was like oh i'm in fire j let's let's go with that and then i was like oh fire j media that sounds kind of cool you know and then yeah i've never like doubted it it's always been like my thing i've only recently started going like fully as ivan mm-hmm. but i don't know it's, it's a lot of fun you know because it's like I don't, it feels more me than my real name at this point. Like more people know me as Ivan than they do as like my actual name. No, and that's crazy because I know what you mean. Like at this show, I had people coming up to me and calling me Squints, and I was like, "That's just it's like, you that, don't know me." <laughs> that's what really fucked me up is that people knew me. Like whenever that, I it, like I it said, never gets old. <laughs> no, I was walking up to the doors, waiting in line to wait in line, and I like started walking, and like everybody started chanting, "Hey, squint, squint, squint!" And I was like, "Come on, guys! Like, don't do this right now," because I've been like, people are telling me I need to like not feel bad for it, but I feel cocky. But everyone's like, "No, like you, you've even messaged me, and you're like, dude, you're on your shit right now. Keep it up." And it's just, I guess, uh, because I, you I'm, just gotta compartmentalize it and just be like not let it go to your head but at the same time you gotta keep those messages in your head at the same time to motivate you you just Mm -hmm. can't let it like as soon as you get cocky someone's gonna pass you you know yeah no definitely it's just like you were saying earlier though it's crazy how it goes from like a hobby to like a brand a branding almost i had a moment like the at the gcw houston show and was maybe the most like wild surreal moment i've had as fire j media and as ivan in which i went up to alley cat and i was i i didn't even think i had one of my cards on me but i was just i had my twitter page open and i was like hey i'm a video editor uh we've never talked but like if you ever want to do like i don't know like an alley catch video set to like power trip or something like i have some cool ideas like i'd love to hit you up and she was like you're ivan and i was like no no and i just started shaking my head i was like you don't know who that is you don't know who that is and she's like no i do like and i was like what the hell like that's that's weird but you know it's so awesome it's like, so affirming though yeah you're like, oh my god something that i did like just on my computer reached out to like someone who's killing it in the business right now yeah it, it really helps you know your motivations and what it just, really, it's amazing. What really got me on Friday is I was like the first few like the first hour of the show, I was just kind of like not going up to people because I was like, oh, these people don't know me. I'm just they don't know me after Twitter or whatever. But then I like started walking to the concession stand and somebody grabbed me arm and they said, Hey, you gonna walk by me and not say hey? And I turned around and it was fucking J Rose. 
And oh, I was like, uh, I was like, oh, I was like, hell no, because J Rose is by far and away like one of my favorite people in wrestling. Just I love everything he stands for. I love his attitude, all of that. And like, I want to be a ring announcer. And like, he's who I look up to as being in a ring announcer or a host or whatever they're going by. But he was like, he's like, what's up, man? Haven't, haven't seen you, man. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you're talking to me. You know me. It's, and it's wild. Dude, it's nuts. I have to take a brief moment to shout out Jay Rose because um, he was the first person who gave me an opportunity in wrestling. So anytime anyone brings up Jay Rose on like a public platform, I always have to be like, stop. Love that guy. Wouldn't be where I am without him. And he was the first person who kind of saw what I was doing and vibed with it. Mm-hmm. Um, can't say enough good things. No, that's what I love about him. He just, he loves supporting the community. He finds those creators who are right on the edge. And he, he, he like, he's doing that with Scory recently too, in which he, he motivates them and he pushes them. And he's like, and he gives them opportunities that like they wouldn't be able to get on their own. Yeah, exactly and that. He pulls them like, He's on top of the mountain. He pulls us up. And then he, I think he instills in us, like, hey, do it for the next person, you know, which no. is it's such a positive way of, you know, interacting with the community. I'll never, like, thank him enough, like, just the little things he does. Like, he was in a space after No Hook once doing his No Hook post-show space. And I, like, hopped in there, and he seen I was viewing it or listening or whatever, and he goes, oh, hold up, guys. And he, like, started shouting me out. And he's like, go listen to a man in his podcast. And I was like, this guy ain't doing all this right now. He's like, he's like, go check it out. He interviews so-and-so. He does this. And I was like, come on, man. And you know it comes from a good place? It doesn't come from, like, there's some people who, like, I don't know. They're kind of, I don't want to say virtue signaling, but, like, they're good people, if that makes any sense. But yeah, um, he is very much like one of the most genuine people I know on this app, you know, and it doesn't come from any like place with other motivations. You know, it just comes from like, obviously, he knows the struggle, you know, and if he can help other people not have to struggle for years like some of us did, then he'll do it, you know. No, exactly. Like, I'm, I'm just happy to see him getting all these opportunities like with him. uh with the whole paradigm, with paradigm just blowing up right now, with him being able to host Anarchy, him being a commentator for GCW, and then just recently him and Larry Legend apparently talked everything out that Larry said a year ago. Like, it's just all of that. It's like just finally seeing him finally get, like, his recognition is so awesome. Because I remember who will know at the end of the day, like 40, 50 years from now, will be like, well, people will know that name. You know, that's oh, not going to be a niche name. Definitely. I remember when he was just a cameraman for IWTV, when he was just doing, like, the, the floor camera work. And now he's... He knows the struggle. He does. Yeah. He knows what, it, like, he knows what it's like to start at the bottom and get there, really. But I, I love J-Rose. And I told, I just messaged him. We're just him. putting people over on this podcast. That's, that's what it always turns into. I always end up, like, we start talking about somebody, and I just put them over because... Like, I'm not going to sit here and be a negative Nancy and be like, oh, that person's a jackass. Like, I'm not no, going to ask you to I shoot on people. I don't like to be negative. Um, I feel like I'm negative a lot of my personal life. So when I'm in uh, wrestling headspace, I try and be very positive. And mm-hmm. I try and only talk about the things I like. 
as much as I can. There are times when I get on Twitter and I'm like, well, that sucked. But, you know, like, yeah, yeah. I don't talk about people normally like that. I usually am just like, I, I try and build people up because I've interacted with so many people on here that built me up when I needed mm-hmm. it. So I want to, I want to pass the torch, if that makes sense. No, definitely. And like, people always like talking about like positivity. People think like, like, yeah, social media can be a very negative place. But at times, like, it's really helping me get through some of the darkest times. Like, when my grandpa, that whole week, my grandpa was passing away and all of that, I, like, the whole, like, Twitter community was just, like, always reaching out to me. And then just little stuff like that. And with the podcast, with me losing my job and all of that, like, everyone's just always, everyone's there for each other. And that's what I love. It's, like, one big giant community. It is very tight-knit. And it's, like, the more entrenched you get in it, the more tight-knit it gets. Mm-hmm. And definitely it's, it's a beautiful thing no like, and I, I got to meet um so many people at the gcw shows that i've just known through like twitter and twitter spaces and you would have think i would have known them for years you know the way we interacted exactly you know, exactly captain i uh, love that man captain i think i know uh, you're cap cap john boy yep 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 yeah, all right now i know me and him were hanging out at uh in texas this weekend and then can't say enough good things. We had some, we had, a, we had one moment that looked like we might have to, <laughs> it got a little dicey. Someone at the show was not happy with him, but I'm not going to get into that. Yeah, yeah. That's not my definitely. story to tell. But, <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, that was a crazy weekend. No, like, that's how it was for me at Anarchy. Me and uh, Lucha Chris, somebody from uh, Kansas City, he's a big podcaster, a big content creator, I guess you could say. And he's what's it called? I've talked to him off and on for years on Twitter now. And then like I went up to him, and if anybody knows me personally, they know how much I hate like physical contact. Like I'm I'm a nux guy, and that's it. Yeah. But like a lot of these people that I was seeing for the first time, like ever, like Papa Kenway, uh, John Payne, uh, Lucha Chris, everybody, I was just going up to them and just like a quick hug, like. And, like, anybody that knows me personally, like, I, my grandparents, I don't even give them hugs. Like, I just, but these are people that I've known forever and never met. So it was just, I went yeah. up to Chris and he's like, what's up, man? I haven't seen you. Hug. And I was like, damn, all right. See, if I'm in, like, business mode, I'll give you, a, like, a, like, a knuckle bump. But if I know you through, like, Twitter or something and you're not, like, a client, like, I'll probably give you a hug, you know? No, definitely. Definitely. It was, uh, I'm, so I'm assuming you did a lot of networking at GCW because you were saying you were walking around with your Twitter open. Uh, yeah. I, uh, the first time I did that was in Tampa in which I printed a hundred business cards and I hung out in the back of the venue, which was, you know, like a parking lot uh, yeah. at the collective. And I would just give out the card, my cards to almost, um, anyone I saw, uh, I have a card right here actually it's just uh you know my logo and yeah info on the back and uh i met so many people through that um i got a lot of business uh post tampa and that was one of the main reasons i went was i wanted to go because it's mania weekend but i also knew that like i was right here and if i could network well i could take myself up here Mm -hmm. and that's what happened like i did i got like eight to ten videos off of just networking in tampa damn yeah that's that's awesome it was nuts like i got to meet people like gabriel sky alex kane um oh, got I to love... hand out those 
cards, and we've ended up doing work since then. I love Gabriel Sky. He came to Anarchy for a uh, – he was on the pre-show like two or three years ago before I really heard his name, but he's real good friends with one of my friends. Like me and him are mutual – we have a mutual friend or whatever. And I remember seeing him for the first time, and I was like, that dude's going to be money. And now I'm seeing him. He's in VXS all the time now. And I'm like, hell yeah. I love that. I think the first person I gave a card to was Matt Vandegrift. I don't know if you know who that is. Can't he's say done, I do. He's, uh, he does a lot of stuff in Vegas. Um, he's done like GCW shows when they come out to the West Coast. Mm-hmm. But there were so many like burgeoning indie wrestlers that I was just handing cards out like like Tic Tacs. Yeah. And my favorite interaction was with Treehouse Lee, who walked into the venue with a ski mask and a leather jacket on. It is like 90 degrees in this parking lot. And then it was, I think it was at For the Culture. He was leaving and I like ran up to him and I was like, hey man, love your work. Here's my card. If you ever need like highlights or anything, please hit me up. And he was like, oh, very, that's interesting. You've dissected my work. And I was like, dissect. I mean, I'm just a fan. And he was like, oh, <laughs> interesting, interesting. And they just walked off and I was just like, okay. Like he is just as eccentric as I thought he was going to be. Oh, dude, it was so cool getting to see all the like all these wrestlers again, like and for the first time too. But my by far and away, my favorite was Connors because like going back, like I said, he's like by far and away my favorite or whatever. And I was like messaging during the show, and I was like, "Hey, dude, you're gonna be like at a merch table? You coming out? What's going on?" And he's like, "I'll be out soon. I'll be out soon. I'll be out soon." And I was like, "All right, all right." Well, he didn't come out during the show, but after the show, like I was uh walking around saying my goodbyes to all my friends. And I seen him and he like, I, I watched him talk. He was talking to somebody and I seen him put their finger up to him and he like walked up to me and he like gave me a high five hug, all that. And he's like, let's get this fucking picture dog. And I was like, that's, that's cool. I love it when rest, I love it when wrestlers like come up to me and wrestlers recognize me. Cause I just feel like people don't know me. If that makes it's sense. Affirming. It really is. It, it makes you feel like that your work isn't just going out into the void you know, mm-hmm. like someone's hearing it. Yeah, but it was badass seeing him, like me and him talked for a minute or whatever. And he's like, thanks for coming out. Thanks for being a supporter for real, man. I love you, dude. And I was like, I love you too, dog. And like, he's somebody, like I said, he's been on the local scene. So I knew him whenever he was just like, not high as he is now. So, and well, like me Tam- and him. Tampa was the moment in which I was like, oof, this guy is on another level. Oh yeah, for it was me, that match with uh, Jordan that just for me nuts. it was probably I think it was a uh, zombie walk for me for him whenever he came out as a surprise at GCW and, uh, and if you thrusty or whatever yeah it's <laughs> when he came out he with, went off yeah yeah like in like it takes a lot for a GCW crowd to pop to a surprise. So for him to come out and get that loud of a pop, like I literally remember just sitting in my chair watching and I like cared up for him because anytime I see him on TV, I message him and I'm like, I was like, dog, I just want to say, I, I fucking, I am proud of you. And he's like, thanks big guy. I love you, dude. Because like, he's one of those guys, whenever I was trying to get into stand up and all that, my first stand up show, he was messaging me, asking me for tickets and or asking me where to buy tickets and all of that. And I was like, oh, well, here's the link, whatever. And when he couldn't make it, he's like, I'm sorry, dog. I'm, I know you'll kill it. Like he's just kind of says, good guy. Yeah. I don't consider myself a fan of him. I consider me and him friends. And I think he thinks the same as me because just, he's just, he's always been supportive 
and it's just awesome. Yeah, eventually, like you start to build relationships with people. You know, I, you know, I call them my clients. You know, people I do videos for, but eventually, those do turn into like real relationships. Like, yeah, I'd say someone who I definitely have a good relationship with in wrestling is Nolan Edward. But I mean, that just started out from us doing videos together. You know. And now yeah. I feel like I, you know, I'm, I'm always hitting them up, just like you're okay, right? You know, because he's always he was always doing crazy shit, you know. And i he would always take some nasty bump, and I'd be like, just immediately like messaging him, like, "Hey, you did great today. Uh, please tell me you're all right." You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> be like, "I'm fine. I'm just sore." You know, I'm like, "Okay, all right, all right, yeah, sounds good." That's no, that's how I. Same am. thing with Robert Martyr, where I feel like oh. I get I get worried about that guy sometimes, you know. But I, he's always like messaging me like the like obscure '90s like Japanese wrestling matches. Like you should watch this, and I'm like, oh, okay, Robert, all right, I'll watch this. I find <laughs> it so bizarre that he's younger than me, but he has like so much more knowledge on pro he's wrestling. An encyclopedia. Than me. He really is. Because I, I think it was one of your spaces. He was just going on and on and on about um like early nine or mid nineties to late nineties to Jerry, he was just going on. He's like, Oh yeah. When he went to Japan, he did this. And then, but then he came, then he came back and he was wearing those, uh, those shiny pants. And I just need to know where those are. And I was like, him and Emma were talking about like what exact show he came out with, like pants instead of tights. And I was like, why do you guys know? <laughs> like, uh, Oh, then that one guy, uh, hangman, Adam Pierce. Yeah, whatever. and he was like, he? here's the exact <laughs> I was like, what is going on right now? Like, yeah, he was like, he's like, well, it was actually this episode of ECW TV, blah, blah, blah. He faced so-and-so. He came out on this. I didn't even know right him, after- and then I let him into the space. I know him now, but I let him into yeah. the space, and he was like, oh, thank God, I've been let in. I have to say, <laughs> it was like the 1990, like, he had been trying, he had, like, been trying to get in so he could say that fact. No, he's another person with a ton of insane knowledge on pro wrestling. Like, it's crazy. No one knows more than either. For me, it's either Robert Martyr or MLJ. Like, those are the two that I'm like, if I ever were to have a question, I would message one of them. You know? There's a, I have like a running thing on Twitter where like, if I'm up at night and I want to watch wrestling, I'll literally just like add MLJ and I'll give him like a random year and a promotion and Every time he sends me an event, he's like, oh, we'll watch this one. It's so good. It taped on this day. And I was like, how do you know what day it taped? <laughs> like, but no. Guy's another, I, I ran into him at GCW in Texas, and he's another dude that's just so genuine. Such a nice yeah. guy. So he was supposed to be like my first or second guest on this whenever I was just doing it off my phone and didn't have like a setup. And it fell through. And then I finally had him on and like after the afterwards he like messaged me and he's like he's like i just want to say thank you man it was so fun i knew that it was going to be worth the wait but like like you I said think he though, jumped into a twitter space right after he recorded with you because we were doing like a trivia <laughs> night and we were waiting on him and he was like i'm on a podcast right now and i had a i had a funny feeling i was like i wonder if that's squins podcast <laughs> i just in the back of my head i was like i bet that's squins like, it's so funny watching wrestlers get out of uh get off my podcast and then jumping right into a space like whenever i had candy on right afterwards right after i had her on five minutes later i got a notification candy lee is in a space and i was like good god some people are insanely addicting i've been off of them for a couple weeks because i've just been like dealing with some stuff yeah but like 
when I first discovered the feature, I was obsessed. Like I would be in spaces like multiple times a day. And I've met so many people like through them. Like I met Emil through spaces. Like they're a great networking tool too. Oh, I've gained like 300 followers off of Twitter spaces. And I'm like, what? Like, cause, cause you know, someone jumps on a Twitter space and it's like, like Daniel Garcia's in it. And then they're like, oh, who's hosting this? I've never heard of this guy. And then they end up following me. And I'm just yeah. like, well, thanks for the, thanks for the cloud guys. I appreciate it. <laughs> and we're no. just like, I'm getting followers for bullshitting with like people I like watching. Like it's, it's so weird to me. No, definitely. Um, my favorite one, my favorite thing was uh, Jody wasn't a GCW or what GCW or Isaac space, somebody's space. But it was like him, Jimmy Lloyd, and a couple other people talking. And then like the topic of podcast Scott brought up. And Jody didn't know I was in there. And Jody's like, I think oh. I was there when that like, happened. Yeah. yeah. And Jody didn't know I was in there. And he just like started like going nuts on me. He's like, he's like, oh, I was on uh, my friend Jake's podcast. It was one of the best things ever. I hate podcasts and blah, blah, blah. You exposed your real name. <gasps> a lot of people call me by my real name. And it's like, I'm. Oh, I, shit it's i i don't care but i do at the same time like when i'm talking business if i'm doing like business i want people to because for a while my uh what's it called the actual name on twitter was jake but then very recently i've changed it to squints and i was like i want see that's to- exactly what i did maybe like uh, a year ago i just changed yeah. it to ivan and then i was like like i just introduced myself as ivan because again i want to do like commentary in the future and i've mm-hmm. fired jay's the name i want to go by so at this point i'm just like might as well start going by it you know no exactly exactly i don't want it to be confusing you know no exactly yeah and- also i've legit thought about legally changing my name to ivan my poor mother is probably not going to be on board with that because you know she's like what's wrong with the name i picked out uh, you know like you were <laughs> named after a catholic saint and i'm like okay mom like whatever you know, okay. like, <laughs> I, I pro- I, I'd like I'd never expect her to call me that, but <laughs> it I is guess. funny. You you never bring it up with your parents about legally changing your name because they'll never be on board. <laughs> no, because they asked, they take it personally. No, definitely. I mean, they chose it. They picked it. Like I asked my parents, so I was like, "So where did you come up with my name, Jake or Jacob?" And I'm almost positive they just chose it because it was a popular name. Because from like 95 to like 2001, Jake and Jacob was the most popular name. And I was just like, I mean, thanks, I guess. <laughs> yeah, Me and my siblings were named after Catholic saints. So that's where I got. I'm going to say my real name. If you know it, you know it. But like, um, <laughs> yeah, that's where, <laughs> that's where I got mine. And then, I don't know, Ivan just feels more natural at this point. Yeah, and I have, uh, speaking of names, it's funny, I have two middle names because my parents couldn't agree on one. That's so, so weird. Is it hyphenated or is it just? Nope. So my real, my legal name is Jacob Thomas Lee Noble, and it was going to be Thomas for my dad's uncle, who my dad loved. Jake Noble sounds like an indie wrestler. No, God, yeah. <laughs> God, like you're yeah. Jamie Noble's like second cousin or something. <laughs> the amount of times I've heard that, and I have another story to say after this, actually, about a gimmick that I have. have. Uh, but so what it was is my name was supposed to be Jacob Thomas Noble, 
but then my grandpa's name is Lee and he wants his name included in everything because he <laughs> put my name in there. Yeah. Like he was a very like egotistical jackass at times. And I love the dude, but like, so when I was born, my mom wrote Thomas Lee on the birth certificate without running it by anybody else. <laughs> and <laughs> that's where he came from. Jesus. Can you imagine but, like, Oh, this is your son. Uh, no, Thomas Lee is like, that's not my, who wrote this? Like, <laughs> like your wife wrote this. Like, oh. I just found that out recently because at, on my vacation, I asked, like we were talking about middle names and my aunt's like, my aunt was like, oh no, your, uh, your mom, what's it called? Wanted Lee. So I added Lee. Or so she added Lee. And I was like, oh God, that's hilarious. My, my, my dad's dumbass idea was he wanted to name me Linus and I was like god I would have gotten beat up so much more in elementary school if that had been my name like just wanted me to get my ass beat so uh that gimmick that I said I had so a couple years ago I ran this by Mike Outlaw and he liked it but if I ever start training I want I want to be a comedy wrestler because I'm okay I think I could do good at that. Jake the mistake. And what it would be is I just fuck everything up. Like rather it be like my entrance. Like I come out before the beat drops or something or I trip or like I go to get to the top rope and I stumble just little stuff like that. And I ran all of that by him. And he was like, he's like outlaw goes, hell yeah, kid. Love it. But then I had shot <laughs> I had Josh Fuller on, and after we went off the air, he's like, oh, dude, so I know who's in your area. You have Dan the Dad. Listen, you can be Dan the Dad's illegitimate son or long-lost son, and you can be his manager, and you can just fuck up his matches on accident all the time, and you can just keep calling you Jake the Mistake. And I was like – That's kind of like, genius. And I like – I literally I, – I just told him, I was like, that is the most genius thing ever. <laughs> now, if I – actually start training and all that's a different story but i'm going to keep that in mind but <laughs> i was like that is like hilarious because like i i don't want to be a wrestler i want to be uh a manager because i okay. refuse to get in the ring like fuck all of that i've never felt the desire to get in the ring i've always felt drawn to like commentary or maybe being behind the scenes but like never felt the urge to get in the ring yeah exactly and I, what's it called? Because I used to, what's it called, talk to wrestlers around here, like promoters and all of that. And I ran one of them by, and I was like, long term, I want my goal to be is like, I want to have this big, long, like, uh, can't think of the term, slow burn storyline where I'm a manager and I just kind of mess everything up and all of that. And then I always avoid taking a bump. I always avoid getting beat up or whatever. But then finally, the big baby face does their finish to me. Get that big baby face pop. Yeah. The rat bastard heel gets put to the ground finally. And like he's like, okay, okay. But like I said, that's just all imagination, I guess you could say. I'm getting a Tinder message. I apologize. <laughs> I'm getting a Tinder. That sounded so douchey when I said uh, it like that. Uh, like, don't you bring that up. Okay. <laughs> Oh, that's, I should have warned you. That's the one thing I don't want to talk about. Uh, 
you know what i like you i'll tell that story on here i don't know the story I you just don't know, know okay i know cody came in his face and said it once you see you don't even know the context and you've been saying it yeah <laughs> how dare you okay so i'm gonna be a little more ambiguous because this is recorded it's not like a space that i could just say this and it'll go away so i slid in a person's dms um very nice lady um who I could tell through her Instagram profile was into death matches. So I didn't know what to say. And I was in a space with um, Sumari, Mrs. Hoodfoot, um, Aiden Attraction. I don't know why I said his, his gimmick name, but uh, you know, Aiden. Um, yeah. Uh, shoot. I think Cody might've been in there too. Um, and I was like, I need advice. I don't know what to say, you know? Cause like, you know, I'm, this girl seems like super cool. Like, I don't want to mess this up. And, and they were all giving me just horrible advice. Cody more than anyone was just giving <laughs> shout out Cody. I hate that kid. Um, anyway. Yeah. With his Jimmy Lloyd looking self. Um, anyway, <laughs> I'm kidding. I love you, Cody. Um, so eventually I just came up with the line cause I could tell she was into death matches. I put, so death matches, huh? <laughs> Question mark. And she was just like, death matches indeed, was what she responded. <laughs> and I think we maybe said like three other messages and then we just stopped talking. She never responded. And then I was like, okay, that's done. But I haven't been able to live it down. Because <laughs> it, Tom's Customs won't let me live that down. He's made whole graphics about that joke, which... He's a menace. Um, Val pancakes, another person who won't let me forget that. Like, if there's just a lull in spaces, someone will say, So death matches, huh? I'm like, You guys suck. Like, I can't escape it now. No, anytime you start a space and I'm like the first person to join, and you go, What's up, man? I go, So death matches, huh? And, and like, then I want to kick up. you. And I want to like- <laughs> kick you as soon as you say it. Like, <laughs> no, I, did, I didn't know what the full context was, but that's. It's dumb. I should. It's like I can't believe it's grown into like a thing, like to yeah. the point when like Tom had to make a graphic about it. <laughs> but like, it's so stupid. Like, it's I don't even think about like that interaction anymore. But like, people keep bringing it up, and I'm like, I can't escape it. Like, no, definitely. Probably should just like get a shirt that says that or something. Honestly, you should like a That'd pin. Be- yeah, so death. A pin or a she's gonna know though. Like, if she she's like in the wrestling community, so if she ever sees that, she's gonna be like, "Is he making merch off of our weird like <laughs> DM conversation where it was like super awkward?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I think so." So anyway, I apologize, madam, for for doing that. I'm always terrified that. So I'm going to get this out the way. My gym crush isn't my gym crush anymore. Like, she's not my crush anymore. Okay. I just I just use her for the bit. Like, I just call her my gym crush. Me and, her gym still, crush. me and her still talk, but she's always going to... I'm not going to start saying her name on Twitter. She's I want legal be, names. Not happening. <laughs> not happening. It says the guy who won't say his real name. Uh, I, am, I understand. <laughs> but I'm always afraid that gym crush is gonna like find my podcast one day and hear me talk about <laughs> and then just be like why are you talking about me yeah. <laughs> or i'm afraid she's gonna find my twitter and see me just like talking about interactions <laughs> because there's one time at the gym 
one time at the gym, I wrote on a whiteboard and didn't get kicked out for it this fucking time, but really <laughs> wrote on the whiteboard and it said, what's, uh, what was it? It said, what is your, uh, what's your best goal that you've accomplished in 2021 or something or in 2020? Cause it was at the end of the year and I wrote, got Snapchat. Cause I did, I got her Snapchat. No one told me they weren't going to erase it. Cause I was under the impression they were going to erase it. I got a Snapchat later that night from her and she's like, you want to explain this to me and send me a picture of it. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, yes. I told her, I was like, I'm a funny guy. I, I thought my friends were going to laugh. I was, I was just trying to pop my friends. I was like, I was just trying to get a reaction out of my friends. And I guess they didn't erase it. And they said, no, they didn't. They drew a heart around it. And I was like, oh, that's, they oh, did. that's something I would do. It's just like, oh, I'm gonna draw a heart around this. Make it even more awkward. But it's just, I hate when people bring up, like, Mina, because me and her used to hang out at the gym. Like, we would get done working out, and we would just chill out at the smoothie bar area, drink a smoothie or whatever, and just talk. But then people would come up and be like, oh, this the girl you've been talking about? I'm like, shut up, dude. No. <laughs> dude, you're, like, cramping my style. Like, I hate when people do that. Like, so shout out to my best friend, Allison. She knows I was in love with her forever, but now me and her BFFs for life. I'm not in love with her. Me, <laughs> you didn't even need to go with that. <laughs> that didn't I know. That. No, because people think I am. I used to, what's it called? Me and her used to be, or me and her are still best friends, but I had feelings for her, blah, blah, blah. But she showed up at my sister's graduation party without me knowing she was going to be there. And me and her didn't talk for like six months during this time. Like me and her were just like not talking or whatever. I forgot why. But somebody came up to us, like me and her were just talking. And my dad came up or somebody and said, oh, are you guys finally dating? And I was like, stop. And my dad's like, isn't this the girl you love? And I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, we're not doing this, dad. I'll meet you at the truck. <laughs> You're making me feel better about my dad because I know my dad would never do <laughs> Oh, my dad loves to embarrass me in public. Lo- like, he gets, like, I don't know. Like, he gets a high off of it. Like, we'll be out in public, and he'll just embarrass me. He'll just try the best way to embarrass me. Like, he'll, uh... <laughs> so this one time at Quick Trip, this is gonna, this is a fucked up story. One time at Quick Trip, I was looking at a guy's car, and I was like, oh, a nice car, man. And I was, like, just looking at it. And somebody came outside and thought I was his friend and they poked my asshole. What? <laughs> yeah. yeah. They, like they like thought it was their friend. <laughs> Gave you the shocker. And I like turned around. I don't know why this came out of my mouth, but I turned around and I said, Oh shit. Thought you were my dad. My dad's never done that. <laughs> And so now, like, he goes, oh, shit, I thought you were my friend. And he goes, I said, why'd you, why would you do that to your friend? He goes, why would your dad do that to you? And I was like, okay, listen, man. Like, I don't, that just came listen, out. Listen, man, <laughs> how about we just walk away from each other? <laughs> because my dad was just inside Quick Trip, and I thought he was, like, coming out trying to scare me or something. Yeah. But I don't know why I would think my dad would give me the shocker. <laughs> but, like, so now anytime, like, that there's, like, just 
not a conversation going on at family events. Like if there's a bunch of people just sitting in a room on their phones, my dad uh, will yep. come in. My yep. dad will come in and he'll be like, "Hey, you, uh, you tell them about the time the guy fingered your butthole at Quick Trip?" And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Oh my god!" And then yeah, always, that would never happen with my father. Thank God. <laughs> he usually continues it with, "Oh, anything for a taquito, huh?" And I was like, "Like, stop, stop." <laughs> but no, my me and my dad, we have a love hate relationship where we like to. Either if we're not messing with each other, we like to cause havoc to people around us, which is yeah. always fun. No, my dad is very reserved, but at the same time, like he's one of those people that I'll catch like talking to like a store employee about their day. I'm like, stop, just leave them alone. But at the same time, like he's very supportive of like my videos and he'll show them to like family members that shouldn't be seeing my videos. <laughs> They'll be like, look what, look what, look what Ivan did, you know. And I feel like, don't show them that, you know. But no, he's is my number one fan, which you know, you gotta love that. He oh, always he's always uh, sharing my podcast because I don't promote it on Facebook at all because that's where all my friends and like my yeah, like outside of wrestling friends and family are, and I just it's a wrestling it's a mainly or wrestling oriented podcast, and I don't like yeah. people knowing that side of me i guess i don't know because i get very defensive about wrestling if they try like bringing up something and they're wrong and then i start sounding like a nerd but he's always sharing <laughs> he's always sharing my stuff and he's like always gloating about me to family about oh yeah jacob has a jacob has his podcast going now and he's he's always at, like he's always he's not understanding that it's not a uh radio show type of podcast like where it's just people come on and have conversations. I mean, I guess we come on and have conversations, but he wants, like, he wanted me to bring my setup to camping. He's like, oh, we should have one big giant family podcast. And I was like, yeah, but like, nah, (laughs) like, I was like, I like, no offense to you guys, but no, (laughs) but no, my dad, like he, I've caught him listening to it before. And he's like, oh, I liked that. I liked that. That's cool. I mean, it's the same thing. I've caught my dad, like watching my videos before or, same thing with my older sister. You know, she'll just be like, what's the name of your YouTube channel again? I'll be like, oh, are you showing someone this? Like, <laughs> and I'm like, why are you showing this? You know. What really uh, just fucked me up recently is my best friend, Allison. She what's it called? The love of the your sh- life. Yeah. At the <laughs> Shut up. Uh, when I was at the show. You Friday, started this. You started this. <laughs> With death matches, huh? Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. Now I got something. (laughs) All right, all right. Anyways. (laughs) Anyways, I was at the show Friday, and I get a Snapchat. She's like, look what I just got in the mail today. And she did not tell me she was buying my shirt, but she bought my shirt, and she just sent me a picture of her wearing it. And, like, there's just something different about seeing, like, friends and family wearing your brand. I was just, like, I literally, like, teared up. I was like, you did not buy that. And I like, I like walked out of the venue and I called her right away. And I was like, you bought my shirt. She's like, it didn't tell you who bought it. I was like, no, it just told me somebody bought it. It doesn't say where it's going. Or That's anything. awesome. And she's like, awesome. I just wanted to surprise you. I'm so happy. And I was like, don't listen to That makes to me it. happy, man. That's awesome. No, like, it's awesome. Like just Connors, he bought a shirt like that. Really? That was badass. Whenever he messaged me and he's like, bring me a shirt Friday. And I was like, I can't, man, but I'll send you the link. He's like, awesome. I'll buy you. I'll buy one. And I was like. And then, like, just family in general, because my aunt, she would 
to cold went on a road trip and she texted me she's like oh i just listened to like four episodes of your podcast and i was like oh (laughs) (laughs) which ones (laughs) (laughs) that that was my first question i said which ones and it was the tribute to my grandpa which i was okay with her listening to yeah uh one of my spinoffs i did with my friend when me and him did a co-hosting one for a little bit but then i also have an episode where it's just me going over drunk teenage stories Oh. and she's like i just find it hilarious hearing stories about you at frat parties and i was like yeah I, thanks <laughs> but she's like i really loved i love the podcast and now that i listen to it now i can buy the merch and i was like yeah you can just don't subscribe <laughs> i love how your extended family does that my extended family has no idea what i do like they know so, i do something with wrestling but i don't like give them information yeah, so like I would say, called, I try not to tell them too much just because, like I said, it's it's a deep, dark hole to explain to people. Like yeah, just trying is. to explain independent wrestling, but then you have to explain Twitter, then you have to explain everything. So I just kind of just leave it at a base level. Yeah, I have smaller level wrestlers on my podcast. Leave it at that. Because I don't explain to them, oh, well, I have people that I talk to on the internet on, like, yeah. because they're still stuck in their ways where like, oh, you talk to strangers online? so yeah i'm but, obviously catfishing you i'm a uh i'm a 35 year old woman uh, <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been catfished oh 100 not like um not like a switch of genders where it was like a man pretending to be a woman but yeah. i have gone on dates where like i mean i told this to my my best friend the other day i was like i always include a body picture or like a full profile picture of myself so people know like what they're getting but i've had people show up and i'm like you don't look at all (laughs) like you did on the app you know and they're like oh those were old pictures and i'm like that what like (laughs) so me and dating apps have a sordid history i'll have to tell you sometime but i have too many (laughs) stories where i've been in some not so savory dangerous um situation (laughs) wow i did have i did have a gun pulled on me i'll just say that Jesus. (laughs) Jesus. <laughs> so my friend or my friend, he was talking to this girl and he's like, Oh, she's so beautiful. And I was like, Oh, happy for you, man. And yeah, he's like, <laughs> and he's like, she's she lives uh she lives south of us, like about two or three hours south of us. And I was like, Oh, that's cool, man. Good for you. I'm happy, man. And then he's like, Yeah, she said she's coming to town, but I'm gonna be out of town or whatever. And I was like, All right, that's a red flag but like oh, happy man, for you yeah. and like i didn't i forgot to mention this part they were dating they like were dating like i don't know how much you can date like long distance when you don't know what the person like if you've never met the person or at the very least video chatted them like he did like, like he didn't so then i was like dude there's something up with this girl he's like oh no no and i was like okay he's like she said she showed up at my work the other day but i wasn't there and I was like, okay, we'll ask your co-workers. He's like, they said they didn't see her. And I was like, exactly because she didn't show up, bud. Yeah, she and then doesn't exist. <laughs> so then like it got to the point to where like we what's it called? We had a friend that lived by her and we started, I started messaging him. I was like, hey, so where's this girl from? Like, who is she or whatever? He's like, oh, I don't know. I've never heard of her. So then I start talking to her, like in a platonical way. Like, just trying to, like, like, I was trying to act like Nevoff a catfish, only I wasn't, <laughs> yeah. 
Like I was just trying to get down to the bottom of this. I wanted to see if he was real or not. I, I just imagine you with like a little inspector hat. <laughs> I have. So, the, uh, what are your intentions with my friend? Yeah, the, the monocle. The monocle. <laughs> I have yeah. uh, one of those long tobacco pipes. Like, hmm. so, so, like, where do you live exactly? So, like, me and her start talking or whatever, and me and her were like friends. I guess you could say we started becoming friends, and I was like, all right. So, so I called her, and I was like, all right. So, you are indeed a female. You're not a man got that out of the way okay, and i was like one uh, of the boxes checked yeah i was like okay i was like so where do you work exactly she's like oh i work at so-and-so whatever and i was like all right cool and i texted my friend i said hey call this place and ask if there's a person there that works there name that they you said into this <laughs> they weren't legally allowed to say yes or no so they just said we can't answer that just because of legal reasons but no like we were getting into it so then I was like, what's it called? I was like, all right. And I finally told her, I was like, all right, so there's rumors that you're not who you are. Can you please tell me who you are? Like, can I have your Snapchat something? And she Snapchatted me, but she was using, what's it called? Like some filter where you can use camera roll pictures to send as a snap. Like she was like being weird about it. So then I video chatted her and I was like, all right, so you do look like a female. I was like, but you're in the dark. Can you please step go into out? the light? Step into the light. She, and she had a cigarette and I was like, all right, she has to be 18. She has to be 18. And she's like, all right, you want to know something? And I was like, uh, no. And she's like, <laughs> she goes, I'm actually 16. And I was like, no, I was like, no. And I literally, I was like, all right, well, that's going to end this conversation. Um, why? And she's no. like, she's like, she's like, she goes, well, I'm, I told people I'm 17. I was like, no, you tell people you're 18. I'm like that 17 and, 18, straight, yeah. 17 and 18 are two very different things. Like you can really ruin somebody's life with that. Uh, and she's like, she, I forgot, like it's been, it's been like two or three years since this all happened. So my memory's a little foggy on it, but I was like, okay, but why? And she's just like, she's like, oh, I'm not confident in myself. I'm like, but you're using a picture that looks like just about like you, just not exactly like you. Yeah. And she's just like, she's like, like, I forgot what she was trying to say. But then it really like started clicking because then I started like remembering things about her that she would say. And I like eventually hung up and blocked her or whatever. But like there's times where she would tell me that she had a concussion and that's why she was, she kept on telling me she was like 14. And I was like, you're not 14. You're What? So now I'm starting to think, I was like, oh, when she had her concussion or whatever, I think something's wrong with the chick. And like, Hold I told up. my friend, I told my friend, I was like, dude, you need a blocker. You need to like, leave her alone. I was like, she's real, but underage. I was like, this is not a good situation no. one bit. And like, thankfully, like everything, like it could have, we stopped it when it was down here before it got up here. Yeah. Like, but that's just, that's my catfish Jeez, story. Man. Thankfully, I wasn't the one being catfished. Thankfully, I yeah. was Nev and not the catfished. I've just run into people that like, and there's been times where people have met me and they're like, you don't look how I thought you looked. And I'm like, really? You know, like, and that's when I really was like looking at my pictures, like, okay, maybe I need to, let's make sure people know, you know, this is a conversation you have to have with yourself, you know, because I think, you know, we all put our best pictures on those kind of things. But then like, I put one bad one in there all the time just to be like, that is what you're getting. Yeah. <laughs> no. no, definitely. I know what you mean. There is a, somebody came up to me at the show Friday. And they, they kept on coming up to me. They came up to me like three or four times. Kept on like 
they were offering me shots and all that. And I was like, no, man, I work tomorrow morning. I can't drink tonight. Sorry. Whatever. But then like after the third or fourth time, I finally looked at him. I said, I feel like a dickhead right now, but who are you? I was like, I know, I know we know each other, but like, I need to know who you, cause I didn't know who he was. And he's like, Oh, I'm so, he's like, I'm so, and so he's like, I'm so, and so my profile picture isn't me on Twitter. And I was like, okay, that's what I thought. I just wanted like next time. I, mean, I was doing like whole videos and my profile picture was Johnny Gargano. Like, so like, it's only <laughs> maybe in like the past two years, I've changed my face to like, okay, this is me, you know? Well, tomorrow, whenever I have a mask on here, that's going to be my first time seeing him. And then... I, I, I mean, he he just looks like a normal dude, to be honest well, with you. Well, yeah. Like, no, it's just, it's wild that, like, a lot of people, you don't know what they look like because they don't have their pictures. Like, Scory, I don't know what he I looks like. I have no like. idea what that kid looks like, but I mean... I just found out recently he was a kid. I thought he was my age. And nope. then, like, I thought it was just a running joke that he was a kid. And then I messaged him to be on the podcast. He's like, oh, I have summer school. And I was like, summer school? <laughs> I'm like, I was like, oh, you're taking summer classes for college? Getting an extra credits for your degree? What? <laughs> no. No, well, that, that kid's got a lot of talent. Um, well, I'm going to keep putting I, I'm gonna keep putting people over. That guy is, he's going to make waves, you know. And that's why I thought he's he was. He's a bit was. of a punk, but he's going to make waves. Yeah. That's why I thought he was so much older than me because, or like my age at least, because he's just, whenever I was 15, I could not do the shit that he does. Oh, me neither. No. And like I've told him before, but I'm like incredibly proud of like the fucking work he does for 15. Like that's if he, if he keeps going, he reminds me a lot of like, um, not in the editing style, but he reminds me of Abdullah and how good he is at such a young age because Abdullah was doing like if you go back and look at some of Abdullah's old videos he was doing videos that are really really good in like high school so I'm excited for his uh project that he's working on now where he took the um 8-bit or whatever camera to VXS the uh oh wow he took like a tape recorder like an actual cassette tape recorder to VXS I didn't know that that's super cool yeah, and he said he's trying to convert it to, I don't know, file names and all that, but he's trying to convert it to, like, to where he can, like, work on it on his computer. And I was like, like that's going to be sick. Like, it's going to have, like, a genuine vintage look to it, which I'm excited for. His work makes me, like, proud, but at the same time, it makes me look at my own stuff and go, why am I doing this? Like, I can't compete, you know, but, like, me and Tony D have had, uh, I don't know if you know DJ Tony D, but. Um, Isn't he on uh, Deadlock? No, he's a he does video editing for like ICW. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but we've had conversations like that where we're both like we both have people that we look at and we go, this person I love them, but they make me want to quit editing. (laughs) Like, like they're so good, you know. There's times where I listen to podcasts and I'm like, I'm like, all right, well, yeah, that's the end of uh, my podcasting. It was fun. (laughs) You just you just gotta look. Well, it's like you never compare yourself to others. You some of the best advice I ever got was you only compare yourself to your past. Yes. You know, and like comparing my old videos to like what I'm doing now, I'm just like, Oh my God, like it's so much better. And that's just the healthiest way to do it. Cause if you compare yourself to other people, you're always going to like, unless you're an egomaniac, you're always going to be like, I'm worse than this person. You know, mm-hmm. but there's some people you'll see that you're like, well, I'm better, but like, 
I don't even know if you should be thinking like that. You know, just compare yourself to yourself is what I'm trying to say. No, exactly. That's what I like. I catch myself. I'll go back and look at my old podcasts or listen to the first few minutes of old podcasts just to see how far I've came. And I'm like, it's nuts. I used to do these podcasts with, oh, so uh, why'd you watch wrestling? What got you started? And now I hate those. As someone who's, I didn't, I've never told you this, but I've had like eight different podcasts that I've attempted to do. And they all failed because I'm not a podcasting guy. Yeah. But um, I, those were always what I would do was I'd be like, oh, so like who trained you? Or like, what's your first memory of wrestling? And you could tell people get bored of that, you know, like. I love yeah. that, like that's something I like about your podcast is you don't talk about that kind of stuff like if it gets brought up naturally maybe but no exactly. you don't have a checklist of like those basic questions like who do you who are you who were your guys that you were inspired by it's like well they're going to give the same answer they give on like five other podcasts like no and like, unless you're Jody and you're like trolling people no <laughs> Jody just ac- actually recently said in a space that he what's what gives a different answer every time. Yeah, I was there for that. Yeah, he just he messes with me. <laughs> Which and, I'm like, I get though, because at the end of the day, like, can you imagine some of the guys at the top who are just like, I've had to answer this question 30 times, you know? Like <laughs> so what I do before I have somebody on a podcast, which I've just actually recently learned to do this. So like when I had Candy Lee and Chase on, what I do is I just type in their name on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and I listen to old podcasts with them and then take notes on those podcasts to ask follow-up questions from those. Okay. So like... But you can't do that with me because I've never been on a podcast. Well, that's why I almost started it with death matches, but... (laughs) Shoot. Uh, I did record with Lauren of... uh... I don't know if you know him. Um, Sounds very familiar. Uh, shoot. I, I hate that I don't remember the name of his podcast. It's like Dose of Death. It's a, or Your Daily Dose of Death. I believe is what it's called. I think I know who you're talking about yeah, now. I feel like such a dick. I'm sorry, Lauren. Um, <laughs> we recorded an episode, but like there was Wi-Fi issues. So uh, it never got released. But yeah, you're the first person that I've gone on a podcast to shoot the shit oh no and that's like i've been on this kick recently where i'm having more than the people inside the ring and i want people that are whether it's fans or content creators just on also because there's many layers to pro wrestling there's no content creators here man you're one of the best video editors right now stop oh stop stop don't say things like that all right you (laughs) you're the worst my bad okay that yes (laughs) yes no No, but it's crazy you know no, and like, and plus, you've always shown support to me, so might as well let you get a platform also. Like, it's just little stuff like that, because like, you, what's it called? You said that one of the reasons you like my podcast is because it feels like a genuine conversation. You said that after like the first episode where it wasn't a outline or whatever, and I took yeah. that and ran with it, because I'm not going to lie, I, what's it called? That, like that, I think I believe the episode you heard that, or you said that was because of the Jody episode, probably. Yeah. And like from that on, I was like, you know what? That's right. I might as well just actually just. Well, it's like you got to, the same thing with video editing. I mean, I looked around at the landscape. I said, what can I do that's different? You know, and yeah. that's when I was like, oh, indie wrestlers aren't getting like these high grade MVs like WWE guys are. And that's what 
kind of started to get my name out there was I was giving indie wrestlers like videos and I was filling this hole in the market. You know, same thing with podcasting. You look around and you go, I'm not going to be the 18th, like just basic question and answer podcast out there. You have to do something that distinguishes your brand and difference. I don't even know what that word I tried to say was. And, you know, removes you from the pack and makes you special, you know. And that's why I'm afraid that a lot of people, like I've reached out to higher level people to be on. And I'm kind of afraid they say no just because they're afraid it is going to be the basic Q&A one where it's the same three questions. But I'm going to start now that I'm thinking about it. I might send like a link or two of smaller episodes and be like, if you want to check out some of my work before you give an answer, you can or something like that. I think another idea would just be if I were to give you any advice, which I don't even feel like I need to, but uh, maybe do some branding on like, you know, a man and his podcast, a genuine conversation, you know, or just like, hey, let's just this podcast is about shooting the shit. You know, you just you try and summarize your brand in your branding. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. And usually what I do is whenever I do send them out, I don't be like, hey, you want to be on my podcast? Like I'll say, hey, do you want to be on my podcast and talk about like topic, topic, topic? Like if there's somebody that I know that me and them share a mutual topic about like there's a uh local wrestler i forgot his name but he's from indiana but he's in the powerlifting and i was like hey do you want to be on my podcast and talk about uh powerlifting and uh kareem cram i think his name is he's from michigan i messaged him and i was like hey would you like to be on my podcast and talk about pro wrestling and or oh wait that's not the guy with uh rohit raju it is okay then i know who you're talking about yeah yeah and I was like, do you want to be on my podcast and talk about wrestling and or powerlifting? Because that's a mutual topic that we can have. And like, it's just like, I don't want to be like, hey, do you want to talk? And let me ask you same five questions. And hey, what's your first memory of wrestling? I hate that question. I hate it. <laughs> well, like, and I like, what's the quote? It took me so hard because this past weekend I had my first in-person interview with Chase Holiday. And like one in-person interviews are so much harder to do because I hate making eye contact in person. Yeah. And like, I feel like when you're recording in person, you have to like yeah. make eye contact. You can't just be having somebody talk to you. And I just, just... looking like right <laughs> at them. Just don't blink. You know, that's, that's hard. Like when I give out my cards, I always try and like, but I'm so bad at it. I'm just immediately yeah. like, hi, my name is Ivan. And I'm immediately looked down. You know, I look like a kid. Like, oh, shit. Look. <laughs> I look I, like a kid talking to an adult, you know, and they're yeah. like, I could hear like my parents in the back of my head being like, look at them. Look at the person you're talking to. So I, always, I, I struggled, you know, I always used the advice that I was given by higher ups uh, whenever I at my old job. I used to what's it called? Because I was like in line to be a manager there. And they were like giving me advice on job interviews. And they said, don't sit directly in front of them set their seat at a diagonal and that's what i ended yeah. up doing i ended up sitting diagonally from chase so me and him weren't straight on but it was more so if you look at like chris van vliet or like uh alicia a or whatever her i i forget how to say her last name they both do that you know yeah and those are both people i think that podcasters can look to and be like that's something no those are people to look at and be like okay they know what they're doing but you're right they're always diagonal so it's like it's like you're inviting people in almost yeah instead of just being like hey we're having a private conversation if you could just like not (laughs) you know yeah like closes it off yeah so chris van vliet and sean ross app are two people that i like absolutely look up to when it comes to 
the interview Shout side out. of the podcasting. Sean Rossap. Dude, I love that dude. And like he is I did freelance work for him like a year ago. It was <laughs> Oh, for real? Yeah, I covered um Impact's Hard to Kill in Dallas for him because I was okay. gonna be there. And I just he was like, I need a freelancer with a camera. And I was like, I'll do it. <laughs> like he just said it, it was crazy. It was a wild experience. I just shot my shot with him because he said he needed somebody to do a review show for SmackDown next week. And I like DM'd him and I was like, I know my podcast isn't a lot about reviewing, but I reviewed a couple shows. Here's a few links. Uh if you want or I said, um, if you can't find anybody, I'm always open. If not, I understand blah blah. And he didn't respond, but I was like, might as well shoot that shot. What's the worst he can say? No, or he doesn't respond. You know, exactly. Like, who does that hurt? You know, exactly. That, that's my mindset when I talk to editors as well. Like I talked to Scory. And he was like, I forget who he said this about. He's like, oh, I want to do a video for this guy. And I was like, shoot him a message. Like, that's literally how I've met like 75% of my clients. Like, Yoya, who it's someone I consider a friend nowadays. Um, we literally met because I just messaged him and was like, do you want a highlight video? Like, that's how, I don't know. That's just how I got my name out there, you know? And it yeah. worked. So like, I, I tell that to editors all the time. I'm like, don't be nervous. Just like the worst they can say is no. And also, like, they're not going to say no to a highlight video. <laughs> like, you might exactly. have to do a couple for free to get your name out there. But, like, I mean, that's someone who, you know, you get them in. And then in the future, they may pay you, you know. Mm-hmm. No, uh, Sean Ross Sapp, I've, what's it called? I've messaged him plenty of times about, like, advice. And he's always been down to earth with me. Like, I've been like, hey, nice man. I... No, genuine, genuinely, though, like I've messaged him. I was like, hey, I'm starting a podcast. Any advice? And he's like, oh, go to Cage Match and look up their history and all that. So you don't have to ask those questions. I was like, all right, sounds good. And then there's one time, like two years ago on Twitter, I made a joke. Him and Chris were talking like they one of them tagged each other and they said, me and him run the uh, uh, run the Cincinnati area for podcasting or something like that or for interviews. And I like commented under it. And I said, I said, oh, I strive to be as good as you two one day when it comes to interviewing wrestlers and Sean's like, I believe in you kid move out, the move out to Cincinnati and we can become the shield of interviews. And I was like, even if he was joking, that's cool that he responded and said that. It, it, like people don't understand that. Like when you're a content creator on the come up, those messages go a long way. Exactly. exactly. Like I, I talked to Cole Cabana randomly at a gas station one time and like, you know, he probably doesn't even remember that conversation, but like, it's what I needed to hear. You know, he was just like, you know, keep working, you know, and, you know, it's little things like that, that like you keep for years and years and you go back to, you know, I don't think guests fully understand either how much it means to me when either they reach out to me to be on, or if they like, after the episode's done recording, they'll be like, they'll be like, Oh dude, that was so much fun. Thanks for having me on like that little stuff. And when they promote it afterwards, I love that because then it feels like one, I didn't feel like I was forcing them to be on. It feels like they were genuinely happy to be on. Yeah, It's just like, it goes a long way whenever anybody either compliments you or seems excited. Like whenever, when I had Blake on, Blake was messaging me for like a week. He's like, I can't fucking wait, man. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. It's going to be a blast. Thank you so much for having me on. I was like, dude, no problem. Like he was so genuinely excited and that like fired me up. And then like whenever uh, Jody like for a week or two after he was on mine, he was in spaces always talking about it. He was like, Oh dude, I had so much fun. I'm like, that's awesome. Because like 
Jody has a ton of clout in wrestling right now. So for him, to, just a little bit, <laughs> just for him to, just for him to plug my podcast yeah. or promote it. It's awesome. And J rails when he does it and he hasn't even been on, but he's going to be on here soon. Me and him are stay uh, tuned. Uh, me, ladies and gentlemen, me and him have a very hard time of communicating because I like to message people and then forget. I messaged them and I don't check my DMS often. Like I hardly go over to the message tab and like there'll be time, and I think he does the same thing too. Because he does. Because people, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. can tell you, he does. Because there's been times where he's like talked about wanting to be on a podcast, and anytime somebody tags me, he's like, "God damn it, I keep on forgetting to message him back," and then he'll <laughs> message me. But I finally told him I was like, he's a "Busy guy." No, exactly, and that's why I told him I said, "If you want, we can just do it at Anarchy next time you're there, so we can do it in person, so I'm not really taking time off of your at home." schedule whatever you're doing at home while if you're at the show or whatever and you find some spare time we can and he's like absolutely i'd love to can't wait so fingers crossed at the next anarchy show if i'm there he's gonna be on it beforehand which is gonna be dude i'm excited for that i'm excited to start doing like with shows coming back i'm excited to start doing more in person like it's gonna be so fun because it just feels like just get a good camera that's all that's my only advice so I do only audio for the in-person ones for okay. now until I save up for a camera because yeah. Chase was like, he's like, oh, do we need a good background or anything? And I was like, no, nah, honestly, man, I'm just setting up my laptop and mic and we're just going to do it in audio form because at that point, then I would need a tripod and then yeah. video editing is a whole nother beast for me. Like, it, There'll be times when it, yeah, I might know somebody that's good at video editing. Not sure who though, but uh, like story, yeah, totally. <laughs> or DJ Tony D, or there's so many people. But anytime, like I try to just at the very least, like try to put two clips together, and it overlays on accident. I just always like slam my computer, so I'm like audio only this episode. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's hard. It's hard at the beginning, you know. No, I'm definitely. just used to it. But I've been editing for like a long time. So like, how long have you been editing? Oh, shoot. Um, since I was 17, so six years. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I know I'm old. <laughs> so 23. I know. I, I think I'm so old. That's yeah, only but... a year older than me. It's crazy <laughs> to think that. Like, it's just crazy to think that people are my age, I guess. I don't know. I feel like I'm the only 22-year-old around. <laughs> as soon as I turned 23, I was like, I had an existential crisis. I was like, I'm so old. Like, when I, because <laughs> I kept, I kept like, I don't know if this is official. I'm gonna say it, but like, I think I was the youngest person to like ever be a journalist at a New Japan press conference. Cause I did that when I was 21. Okay. Um, and I, that's just, I touted on that for so long. I was like, oh, I'm like 21 doing this shit. That's right. You know, I'm interviewing like Okada at 21. Uh, cause a lot of people don't know that about me. I used to be a journalist. Um, for like a year, I did that for a website called Fansided. Yeah. And I got to interview people like Rocky Romero. Um, not in person, but um, except for uh, New Japan and Dallas, I got to like uh, ask questions to like Okada, Naito, uh, crazy shit like that. But then as soon as I turned 23, I was like, I'm old. Like, I'm not that young kid anymore. Like, that was my brand for so long was like the 21-year-old kid doing this. Yeah. And now I feel old, you know. But again, it's just me being like hard on myself. No, and I'm always like, I was like, uh, 
oh man, I'm 22. I have a podcast. I'm interviewing wrestlers. And then I'll watch those post uh are the post AEW pay per view uh media scrums. Yep. And they're I like, they're like about. they're like, oh well, we have AJ Awesome right here. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, it's like dang kid. Like <laughs> dude, that totally reminds you. I have to tell you my Okada story. Okay. Um, I don't think you were in the space when I told this story. You've said it before, but I'm not sure. I, I don't remember it. So when I worked for Fansided, um, I would just do like random news stories. Like I, I like wrote an article about like when John Moxley debuted at AEW, like yeah, stuff like that. Um, but I was the only Fansided person close to New Japan G One in Dallas, mm-hmm. so um, I paid for it myself. You know, I got my own ticket. I drove down there, got an Airbnb. But the day before in Arlington, it was like 45 minutes away from the venue. There was a press conference at like, a, it was like a community center. It was so weird. And then I walked in, it was like all these Japanese people, like in the middle of Texas. Like I, I heard more Japanese than I heard English at one point. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is surreal. You know, like, and eventually like I walked in, I found my seat, you know, and I was like, this is the first like press scrum i'd ever been a part of i've only been a part of like two or three but and i don't do it anymore and i don't really feel like i want to do it again but um yeah then we did like you know the basic little uh, everyone comes out and takes pictures with the trophy and then they took us in a side room and then they were like okay we're gonna have like 12 different people come through you know and they had like osprey you know um ishii uh tanahashi all these people naito come through but the first person who came in was okada you know he walks in looking like a supermodel you know you know he sits down and he's got a translator because okada does not speak good english you know yeah and they were like okay who is a question and i just immediately raised my hand and they're like the translator's like you you know and i remember when okada was in california it was like a meme that one of the interviewers asked him about in and out and he was like, Oh, I love in and out. You know? And I remember like, and there was like articles about this where people were like, Okada loves in and out. <laughs> so I was like, Ooh, I'm going to ask him about Whataburger. Cause I thought I was so clever. I had this question written down. This was not like, you know, I was prepared for this. And then, you know, the interview, I asked the translator, I'm like, oh, so has he been to Whataburger since he's been in Texas? And the translator, like, just kind of looks at me and looks at him and goes, could you ask a more on topic question? I was like, oh, <laughs> um, is he excited to fight Tanahashi tomorrow? Something like that. Yeah. And then they start talking to each other in Japanese. And they're talking for like a good minute. And I'm like, what are they saying? And then finally the translator looks at me and goes, he wants to know what your first question was. <laughs> I was like, um, has he been to Whataburger? <laughs> and then he, the translator's like, all right, whatever. And the translator starts up. <laughs> translator starts talking to Okada. And Okada starts, you know, just talking Japanese. But then I just remember in the middle of his Japanese sentence, he goes, you know, da, 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 da. And then I looked at the burger and said, wow, what a burger. <laughs> and then the translator's like, did that answer your question? I was like, yes, definitely. So like he did like the classic, 
what a burger you know <laughs> and the funniest thing about this was someone live streamed this and then someone on twitter was like what asshole asked okada about whataburger and it got like 30 likes or something and i was just like <laughs> i'm trying okay like like it was the most awkward moment of my entire life like this japanese millionaire you know a sports athlete just being like what did he say like did he ask me a question about burgers if i and ever i still cringe thinking about that if I ever have the chance to meet Okada or interview him in any sense, I'm gonna be the classic uh give me rank the three burgers and then out five guys what a burger and I need his answers. I just yeah, never ask him about his performance. Just ask him about yeah. food. Like keep the joke going. I'm still mad about that because people loved his in and out question, but I'm an asshole for asking but- about Whataburger. <laughs> Whatever. That was one but- of the reasons I didn't like being a journalist, just because people Hey, I never could come up with good questions. Well, no, like that, like I, I would have done the same thing because you were trying to capitalize off the in and out article yeah. and you were trying to get the headlines for the Whataburger. Like it makes sense. Like I hundred percent understand. Well. No, it just did not like that's I just like, <laughs> I, I made the, the other mistake I made in that was I asked Kenta, I was like, Oh, how are you gonna fight Abushi uh tomorrow? You know, he's a very good striker, and I shouldn't have said that because he was like good striker. You know, I'm also a good striker, and I've never been that scared in my life. I was just like, yes, yes, you are, sir. Like, he was kind of offended by, like, the way I worded it, you know, and I was just like, <gasps> you know, like, that's, Kenta's about to beat the shit out of me. Like, uh, like. Kenta's about to kick my ass in the NXT parking lot. <laughs> oh, jeez. I was just, I much prefer being an editor. Or, and like working on being a commentator like i don't miss journalism at all Ugh, that was <laughs> that's uh, like and i like i don't understand why they wow. got so offended by it like, no that's I... Just... <laughs> I was a, i'm a good striker and i was just like yes yes you are i'm sorry like <laughs> <laughs> my favorite i forgot what i asked jody on our interview all right, at the end of it, I said, all right, you want to let the people know uh, where they can find you, support you, and him and Connor are supposed to go, no. And I was like, all right. I was like, all right, well, that's going to do it for this episode. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I'll was like, i leave the links to their socials and all of that down below, and they both go, no. And I was like... Well, it's like if you were listening to the podcast, you know who they are. <laughs> well, yeah, if you made it that far, you they would people would know, because that was a fucking two and a half hour long yeah, and like was. the funny thing about that was is we could have gone another two and a half because like <laughs> we, I just kind of forced the ending of it I was like alright well now we're going to wrap this up because I've been sitting in my room talking to a computer screen for two and a half hours yeah, two and a half hours and I just kept on hearing my parents out in the living room is he still recording is he still in there is he still recording <laughs> <laughs> oh shit <laughs> that's funny no, because I just recorded in my bedroom. I'm waiting for one of these days. I'm in here and my dad or something just walks home from or walks in from work. Hey, Jake or something. And I'd have to be like, get the. <laughs> because uh, there. I, when I first ever tried to do a podcast, it's called the Indie Profiles. And I interviewed Indie Resident. I did five episodes. And my third episode was DJ Hyde. <laughs> Oh my! Not not a good look looking back, but uh-huh. in the middle of that interview, my dad just walked into the room and was like, "Hey!" And I was like, 
because I was like, I think I was either 16 or 17 doing this. I was just like, get out of my room. Like, like it was audio, thank God. So, but like, if you listen carefully, you can hear like the mic rattling because I'm like, get, get out. <laughs> like, and my dad's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, my dad, he keeps on telling me that me and him talk about this like once a week. We've been talking about it for like a year now. But me and him want to save some money and clean out the basement or whatever. And then he wants to make the basement like half man cave, half my studio. Like he wants to be able to give me my own space down there to where I'm not in my room where I can have like a green screen or yeah something down there. I am in my closet right now that I have completely stripped down and made into my office. Okay. It is super small, but there is something about not recording in your own room and being like, or like recording like in my living room or something like I'm recording in a room specifically yeah. for recording or, you know, working. So I've been on a couple, I've been on one pod or two podcasts and one of them, he had like uh, one of those like sheds that you see on the side of the road that are for sale. <laughs> yes. Like the, the shed lots. I yeah. don't know if they have those in Texas. They're everywhere. Oh no, we do. We do. Okay. Okay. Just making sure. <laughs> oh, we do. But he had one of those sheds in his backyard and he's like oh come to the studio and i was like the studio and like we're walking through his backyard and we get into the shed and i was like like to the normal eye like if you're seeing inside of here it doesn't look like a shed this is badass yeah like because like a long-term goal is to one day like eventually have a studio where i have like actual um the the, the things that are on walls that absorb sound yeah and then like one of these mics like you're yeah. just like <laughs> just talking random. <laughs> Oh yeah. God. Well, no, I, have I mean one that stands I up. I love an apartment where I have a, an extra room where I can like just record in or just like because I'm trying to get into more like filming content. So I'd love to have that. It's a dream. So, definitely. I wanna like I always tell myself when I get an apartment and my friends are like, oh, when we all get our own apartment, and I was like, Yeah, we're gonna have to get a three-bedroom. They're like we're gonna have a guest room. I'm like, no, we're gonna have a, a studio, really. That's my like, studio. <laughs> like, and it's just something I want. Like, I'm thinking about reorganizing my room because right now I'm recording on a, a a very small square dresser that I have my TV on. And I'm thinking about putting my TV somewhere else, like trying to put yeah. it on like some put it somewhere else, like maybe mount it or something, even and just use this dresser as my own desk, something that little, like something you like need that. To get and, a desk, brother. <laughs> yeah i should probably look into that it's just i i'm pretty like cheap desk that i'm working on right now but i mean it's not a dresser like yeah <laughs> you, you need a, you know what like we'll, we're gonna start people watching at home we're gonna start a gofundme with this man a desk <laughs> it's not a dresser dresser it's like waist level so it's not like i'm yeah. standing up thank god but no i definitely want to have like a dresser where i can have because I don't know if you've seen the picture I posted, but my setup is literally my laptop is right here. And then right over here, I have my microphone. But then right here, I have this like old box that came like it's a cardboard suitcase that I set my ring light on to get an angle down onto me. And <laughs> it's very complicated, but it, I, I mean, mean we all have that one ganky setup before. I mean, like 
mine looks more professional than it actually is like i am i'm in a closet right now (laughs) like yeah this is not i say it looks good but like it's a closet yeah definitely it's a desk in a closet with like a tv in the background for some reason well that's another thing and like people are like well what don't what happens if you want to watch tv while you're editing and i was like it's a podcast i can't i was like i have to watching tv just like Oh, so what, what are you doing today? <laughs> it's like, I'm watching uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Like, what's going on with you? <laughs> yeah, like, I'm like, I can't do that. And like, they're like, well, what about editing? And I was like, editing, I have to listen. Like, editing a podcast is a whole lot of listening. Like, for little, like, not because I half-ass editing. I just add an intro, add in uh, a song, and then I put in the audio file and then call it a day. Right. But, because I don't. Until I start hearing people complain about other stuff, which I haven't heard anybody complain about, then I'll start like going high detail editing. But because I'm learning, I'm learning the editing, audio editing very good. Like now I'm like making it to where like it fades in and out, which I didn't do like a year ago. Are you doing like Audacity or? Yeah, I'm on Audacity. Audacity. Audacity is the shit. Like I don't, I don't mess with like, audition or whatever the heck the adobe one is like audacity is pretty damn good no exactly and people were trying to tell me like oh well start off with audacity and then work your way up to audition and I'll, i've been on audacity for a year and i'm like i don't need to audacity works i've fine. never used anything else besides audacity so and like it's super like you said it's super simple and easy it has everything i need like it's yeah, and it comes out good quality it really does and then for video editing i have open sh- open shot get premiere i'm gonna have to i think i'm gonna finally <laughs> i just i'm i love premiere it's my favorite software i've ever used so i don't use I, anything else i don't touch anything else but but my laptop also like because what well, i'm i bought this laptop strictly for audio why that's what i told the guy at best buy i just needed something to help me with audio and he's like, no video? And I was like, no video. And he's like, all right, get this one. It won't be able to support video that well. And now here I am like six months later. I was like, damn, I should have. Um, I got a real cheap Nexigo webcam I'd recommend. It's only like 60 bucks. Okay. Uh, it's a USB. Um, it works pretty well. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, it's just when it comes to like video editing, my laptop, it starts like sounding like a airplane yeah, getting ready to take like going crazy yeah, yeah. Mm, i'm afraid it's gonna start floating and shit i'm like oh <laughs> i'm about to take off <laughs> i usually whenever it's like processing and down or uh exporting i usually just walk out of my room i'm like if it blows up it blows up i won't yeah be i'm just there. not gonna be in in this bitch when it does <laughs> <laughs> but no i mean like the editing the video editing all i do is just have to um uh, i don't even know what i do for the video editing i think i just add in a couple um what's it called spots here and there will like say subscribe or something but i only yeah. i usually don't even post the videos on youtube i just use the video to post on twitter to promote the episode really yeah you just need like a little bumper that like plugs people's stuff you know <laughs> oh geez uh no nah, man but like if you ever need help editing just let me know no, definitely. Yeah. I've uh, reached out to, um, I forgot who Scory, but it was, he wasn't on Ooh. Twitter at the time. Ooh. Like just asking for like 
what's a good software. And people have told me to work on just for now open shop, but I think I'm going to start looking into Premiere because it's starting to sound like it's more smooth. It's just, it's so user-friendly. And it's like, and I'm still learning things about it. Like it's so deep, you know, you can do almost anything in Premiere. Like if you want to do like crazy stuff, like animation and stuff, you'll have to go into After Effects. Mm -hmm. But Premiere is just, like I said, it's as easy and as hard as, like, it matches your skill level, if that, if you get what I'm saying there. Like, yeah, no, definitely. That's what I like about Audacity. It's user-friendly, and it's just straightforward. I didn't like um, Audition because it seemed like it was way too complicated for just audio. Yeah, like, there's definitely, like, Adobe products that you're like, why is this so hard? No, definitely. But um, anyways, what I usually have is I have the guests give a piece of advice on anything, whether it be life, your profession, any of that. Like if there's one piece of advice that you would give anybody, what would it be? Oh, shit. Now you got me on the spot. Um, I'd say really just work your ass off. Like, because at the end of the day, um, no matter what field you're in, you know, there, there's going to be people that come into your field and just bypass everyone else. But like, if you just work hard, like eventually you'll get where you want to be. Like it took me six years to get like to this level and yeah. it's still not enough for me. Like I'm always hungry. Like it's never going to be enough. Like, and then I'm trying to get into commentary. So it's like this whole other field where I have to start at the bottom again. But again, it's like, I know my work ethic and I know like, I'm going to grind until I get where I want to be. And that's not a, I guess my other piece of advice would be don't think in ifs, think in wins. Cause like at the end of the day, I want my name to be my ultimate goals. I want my name to be synonymous with wrestling. Yeah. I want people to know who i am at the end of the day if you're a wrestling fan like this is gonna sound crazy but i'm a, I'm gonna I'm put this out there like i want to be one of the better commentators in wrestling history i want mm-hmm. to be or or i want to be someone behind the scenes that changes wrestling for the better mm-hmm. i want my name to be up there with people like excalibur and jr and that sounds crazy because i have no experience right now yeah but at the end of the day we all start at the bottom and nobody's going to outgrind me. Like, that's just not a possibility because I yeah. know myself and I know my work ethic. And if you think like that and you think of when I get there, not if, like, this is how, what I'm going to do when I get there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you're kind of unstoppable at that point. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, you want to let the people know where they can find you, Twitter, Instagram, if you want to slide in their DMs and say death matches. Any of that. Uh, you're a funny guy. You're a funny guy. Um, if you want to follow me on YouTube, um, I post some videos on there. Uh, my channel is called The Antidote. Um, on Instagram, I'm FireJ Media. And my main platform in which I do all my videos go there, all my stupid ramblings. It's at IvanFireJ on Twitter. I'm going to be doing a lot more uh, face-to-camera work in the future, Um, so stay tuned for that. And, uh, yeah, subscribe to this podcast. Support this man. 
he's doing good stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Anyways, that's going to do it for this episode of a man in his podcast. Uh, I think we might've broke the Jody and Connor's time. Cause I think we've been at it for just about two hours now, a little under two hours. Jeez. Yeah. It doesn't even seem like it. it's crazy. Uh, but anyways, it was great having you on, man. It's something I wanted to happen and just forgot to ask. <laughs> I always but it happened. It happened. Uh, so. It happened. And that's all that matters. Uh, but once again, thank you everybody for listening. Have a great day. Oh.